time to ham up. Now I gotta really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! Welcome everyone to another episode of After the Credits. Tonight's episode is episode 71. We're going to be talking about Smashing Flags and Cold Army Fighters. Uh, Winter Soldiers, that is, because we're going to be talking about The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the Marvel show on Disney Plus just ended. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Sean Davis, and with me we have a Matthew Chewy. That is me. I'm here. You have you have me. And also, we have a Ryan Davis. That's correct. I am also here. Um, we are related. I don't have anything to add there. We're just related. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is also um, correct, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Winter Sol- or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, talking about what our thoughts are on that. Just up ahead. But before we get into all the Marvel goodness... Let's go around the chunk fire. It's been not too long. I think last was Kong and Godzilla vs. Kong a couple weeks ago, but ample time for um, uh, growing some chunks to then be sacrificed. Do we grow these things? I guess it's, we each come up with them in our own special ways. It depends on how hungry we are. <laughs> okay. Um, well, whatever, however you create these chunks, be ready to sacrifice them because it is now some chunk fire stories so uh matt you okay you okay sean (laughs) you're doing all right sean (laughs) this is (laughs) you seem a bit out of sorts where am i (laughs) Uh, i don't know where are you it's concerning that you're asking that anyway did you just ask me for my chunks i don't remember i can't well you can you can't have them they're not up for 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 the god of chunks demands a sacrifice well, oh. just show them off then. What is... All right. No, you can have them. It's All fine. Right. They're not worth anything. All right. Uh, oh, no. Um, at any rate. Uh, okay, so um, I'm fully vaccinated. And Ooh. so I have been able to expand my very small bubble a little bit. Uh, now that people are starting to get the vax. Um, and since our last episode, which I think was on the 9th we released it, um, I've uh, returned to work. So I'm re- I'm working in person, doing the whole thing. I'm commuting um, in the morning and coming back in the uh, in the late afternoon and uh, doing doing my thing. It's a little uh, it's a little weird. It's been a bit, uh, an adjustment being back uh, outside on a regular basis and seeing people. I definitely missed it, but um, uh, you know, there's the, the school's a bit different, and I'm not in my regular classroom right now for you know reasons, um, but. You know, it's so it's all a bit alien, but it feels nice to be out and about and doing things and walking around a lot more every day and stuff. And just feels like I have a little bit more of a protective shield, which is great. Still being careful, still wearing the masks, still following all the regulations. But uh, you know, great for great for the old mental health for the noggin. There you go. Um, speaking of expanding my bubble, um, been able to see some. Uh, other friends and family who've been vaccinated, which is great. Um, I had, including both of you, indeed, which was fantastic. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I got to 
prove to myself that this whole thing wasn't a fantasy and that you do all still exist and I am still real and the simulation hasn't completely crashed. Um, so anyway, um, you're all real. Um, <laughs> the other day I have a, uh, I have a weird, um, anecdote from the other day. Um, so I, uh, I have a little cousin, he's, uh, 10 years old and, um, you know, uh, he's, we, I, I like to take him out sometimes and just, you know, be a, be kind of a big brother. And, um, so I took him out and, uh, we just drove around in my truck and got him some fast food and we're listening to music. He just, you know, he gets, he gets bored at home. So he likes to have somebody to talk to. So I was, you know, putting music on like, Hey, what kind of music do you like? And, uh, you know, he's a little kid, so he doesn't have a taste in music yet. Um, well, I, I don't know if that's a regular Little King the fit thing. Ryan, you probably had a fully fledged taste in music by the time you were ten. I don't know. Uh, um, I don't think so. But uh, but I I didn't. I definitely didn't. So you know, I wasn't expecting him to answer with anything profound. Um, so I was just you know playing different things, you know, um, and uh, seeing what he liked. And I was like, oh, I wonder if he's ever heard of Weird Al because this kid, he he fancies himself the class clown of his school. Um, which, uh, you know, um, at any rate, so he had never heard of Weird Al. So I, I was like, oh, cool, let me, let me play some for you. And I realized it was very difficult finding a, uh, a parody uh, for a song that he would be familiar with. Right. <laughs> it took me a little while to find something that's recent enough to where that he would know it and, like, also find the subject matter funny. Um, so I, uh, you know, I... I went online, I'm like, okay, what are recent songs? Uh, there's that song, um, Happy, from the Minions movie. I'm like, okay, this is a little kid. He's definitely seen all those Minion movies. He knows this song. So I played him the Weird Al parody, Tacky. And I pulled it up on my phone, and I, I played it on YouTube. And he's like, he well, first of all, he was crying, laughing. Um, but also going, wow, like, he he want to know more about this, this guy, this guy Weird Al. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I've been listening. I've been listening to him. Uh, you know, since I was a kid, he's been around for a really long time. Um, you know, like lots of generations, you know, into Weird Al. I've seen his concerts a bunch of times and he's like, you, you listened to this guy when you were a kid? What? And he goes, and this is the thing that broke my brain. And he goes, so this guy, he still posts. (laughs) (laughs) Did you immediately slap your cousin? (laughs) Get out. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, but like, where do you go with that? <laughs> like, <laughs> just, just all the, like, like, where do you begin to explain why that's a weird statement to a ten-year-old kid? Like, like he said something to me that I just didn't know how to answer. Like, do you do you explain like how the entire music industry has shifted and how the entire entertainment shif- industry has shifted to where more people are making homebrew things and are podcasting and YouTubing versus before when you had to have celebrity status in order to get your media out there and like we didn't used to listen to music on streaming we did it on CD- CDs and before that tapes and before that records and like I was just like yeah he- sometimes he still posts. <laughs> <laughs> like, Did, I mean, but I guess, well, I don't know. I guess it's both of these things. But did he mean it, like, literally, like, he is thinking someone is posting something on their Instagram feed or TikTok feed or whatever? Or is that term now, just in the younger generation, refer to anything being public? Yeah, it's like, it's it's yeah. from what I gathered, 
it is now like to him it was like oh he posts he releases media he releases new songs he yeah. puts video if you put a music video on youtube like it's no different than the millions of other people on youtube who are making their stuff it's just oh this is a guy who posts on youtube like yeah. to, uh, to somebody who's grown up in the the fully internet social media world like that is how in his in his mind he has been raised to see media. That's how media works now. And it's, it's like, I've kind of, we've had conversations about that in the past. Um, and, uh, but it only kind of just then hit me like, Oh, this is a different world. Like this kid grew up in a different world than I did. And it made me just feel very old and, um, not very good about myself, but, (laughs) but it was just, it was just a weird little generational moment. And, uh, that, yeah, I, I I didn't quite know how to describe that feeling, so I had to share it with you. So now you all have to be uncomfortable with that feeling as well. Well, Man. you've made us all uncomfortable. Great. I I, I don't know. I, I just I don't know. Can I be so out of touch? No, it's you it's are. the children who are wrong. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I had to share that with you. It was just a weird. I mean, it, it's just. I'd already been like you know teaching high school, noticing a lot of generational differences, but like. You know, spending a significant amount of time with somebody who's, like, an actual child, like, and, like, seeing how they view the world, I, I don't know, it's just a weird, weird reframing of how I see everything. Um, so, that was a st- that was an odd moment. Um, so, uh, there's that. Those are those things. And then, um, following up on some things that I've been doing before, I'm still going through Star Trek. Um, we are, we have finished all of the original series movies and are well into season one of uh, TNG. And um, since I'm keeping y'all updated, um, let's see. Uh, right, yeah. Um, Maeve keeps complaining about it. Like, when, when, when this is skip to season two. I'm like, no, I want to watch yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, you got to watch the whole thing. Okay. I don't remember where we were when I left off. I think it was Star Trek Four, um, with the whales. Yeah, yeah you which, mentioned you talked about it. And then you were like, well, now you got to watch the worst one. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so I did. I watched 5 and 6. And 5 is Final Frontier. And that is the one where um, William Shatner shoots a rocket at God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he also directed that. Yes. And not going to lie, I liked that movie a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I t- it is not good, and I get why people will say it's the worst one. But I... Everybody in that movie was completely out of character. Loved it. Everybody was acting goofy and drunk. Loved it. They met God. Loved it. They murdered God with a cannon. Loved it. Everything about it was just so off the walls and crazy. I just... I was expecting, like, people to say, like... You know, there's funny bad and then there's boring bad. Like, this was funny bad to me. Um... So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it was what it was. I get it. Yeah. I get why, you know, and I also, people who were super, super into Star Trek and into these characters and, and whatnot and had been for a long time, grew up with them, whatever, I could get why people wouldn't like that movie. But, like, I don't know. It it was not the worst way to spend an evening. Um, so we watched that one, and then we watched Star Trek Six, And Star Trek Six usually gets better reviews. I, um, I don't know. I wasn't into that one as much. I can kind of not even... I'm, I'm struggling to remember the details of this movie. Um, and that was... Like, I think technically it was a better movie. But I don't... I didn't find myself all that interested in the storyline. Which is, I think... Like, 
when I was a kid, I couldn't get into Star Trek because I thought it was boring. Um, and I like this is the first time since I've started watching it as an adult where I was like, I'm kind of bored by what's going on. Um, so yeah, I don't know. My opinions of the movies were all over the place and definitely not in line with the the um, the mainstream opinions, except for I guess the ones that are good. I mean, I still stand by uh, Voyage Home is the best Star Trek thing I have seen so far. Um, and then, uh, aside from Star Trek, still going through the MCU again, um, and noticing a lot, you know, I, it's watching through all of them and all in one shot is really, I'm going to have to redo my whole rankings basically is what I'm saying. Um, uh, my mother-in-law just watched, uh, Winter Soldier, which, um, I hadn't seen in years. That movie is better than it has any right to be. That is probably my replaced whatever my number one was for MCU. It is a fantastic movie. Um, and uh, that's where she's left off. I am several ahead of her now. Um, after that was uh, Age of Ultron, and that movie is a lot worse than I remember. Um, if I had to say, that one is probably the one that, fe- at, like, when all is said and done, that one feels the most like a Disney movie to me than any of the other movies. Mm-hmm. And it, But at the same time, it has all these, like, I want to tell somebody, like, I want to tell her, okay, when we watch this, just turn your brain off. But at the same time, it has really crazy, heavy sci-fi concepts, like, just vision, just like, just that, how detailed they get into vibranium, um, you know, Ultron being an AI that, like, travels from device to device, just like, it has all these goofy sci-fi concepts, but it's just, it's really cartoony, it really feels like a Saturday morning cartoon, and I don't remember feeling that way towards the movie when I first saw it, so, um, it might have been because I watched it right after Winter Soldier, um, where when they released, I think Guardians of the Galaxy was in between those two, kind of as a little buffer. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe it wasn't quite as noticeable, but you know, watching those next to each other, I went, Ugh, "This is uh, this is a little embarrassing." <laughs> so, um, so yeah, basically, you know, I'm not going to go into all the other movies that I've seen so so far because I've been ta- hogging up the uh, fire already. But um, I know, like, I'm gonna, I'm basically rethinking my initial opinions about all of these movies <laughs> now. Now that I'm, we know how where it's all going and. You know, we can kind of look at it as one big narrative. I've, it's definitely changing a lot of how I feel. So, um, and it, it's great because you know, going through them at the same time that new content's finally coming out has been fun, and kind of compare where we were, look at where we've come from, and where we're going, etc. So, um, yeah, that's been a fun adventure as well. And I'm gonna pass the baton or the whatever because uh, that's a lot of time I just spoke for. So that's what I've been up to. Ryan, take the. Take the chunk stick. <laughs> the chunk stick. Uh, yeah, well, I got some chunks here. I grew them in a petri dish, um, and so I will uh, sacrifice them as appropriate. Uh, let's see. So uh, a couple nights ago, I was just looking for something random to watch, and I came across a movie on Amazon called Overlord. Um, came out like three years ago. It was like I think Abrams produced it or something. So I don't know. Maybe that's what caught my attention. Well, anyway. It uh, one of the stars is Wyatt Russell, who is the fake Captain America from the the thing we're about to talk about, and <laughs> it takes place in World War II, and it involves Nazi super serum, super soldier serum, uh, and I'll I, huh. not to do any more spoilers, I guess, but you know, 
it's really weird that and he's he's kind of plays the same exact like america you know go, you know rah 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 kind of a guy and it's mm-hmm. so like someone watched that movie and said you know he would be let's just he can play the exact same role exact same you know some of the same plot devices super soldier serum anyway it's just kind of a weird coincidence uh it wasn't it wasn't bad it was it was okay um it was yeah it was fine um i uh beyond that i i got through both of the um avatar kiyoshi books i don't know if you guys ever read those or or looked into those the shadow the rise of kiyoshi and the shadow of kiyoshi i have not i've heard great things and they've been on my list for a while yeah i mean i i think i overall like them and plus i mean just kind of being i guess yeah starved of new canon avatar universe content it was kind of like oh man this is this is great this is um you know new content that it fills the world out and i think it it actually did a pretty good job of not suffering from like prequel um stuff you know that you know i'm kind of i'm biased (laughs) against prequels because they have to end at a certain point and we already you know, we as readers are aware of what's going to happen with the characters aren't, and it kind of creates this dissonance and reduces the suspense. And anyway, it, I think it, I won't do any more, I won't do any spoilers because I think you guys should check it out. Um, but I think it, yeah, it does a pretty good job of, of kind of telling its own story. Um, so you said there's two books? Yeah. Um, is it, is it a series? Is it an ongoing series? So I or? looked that up because I, I kind know? of wanted them to keep going, but I think they're done. I think, I think it's just the two. Um. Yeah, okay. I mean, I would, I would love to, because well, yeah, for part of the reason, like I said, it, it doesn't suffer from the prequel thing, and um, I, so in other words, I think they there's plenty of, you know, Kiyoshi was a long lived Avatar, of course, and there's plenty of stories to tell. So I don't know, keep going. I, yeah. Anyway, uh, I, re- I definitely recommend those, especially to those of you two who are both avatar fans so yeah um but the thing i really want to talk to you guys about is um because i still haven't canceled my, my audible subscription i keep i keep like looking through and it's like uh what do i i gotta use these credits before i cancel my subscription but because they keep giving me more credits i'm not going through the content quickly enough to ever get to zero <laughs> but it, it, but really what i end up doing is i'll look through their free stuff because there's plenty of free content um and it's not all that great but um i'll find like these i don't think i've talked about this on the cast i think maybe i mentioned it to sean but these like radio teleplays of different um ips like i've done it for the x-files and i've done now i think three maybe even four for the alien series and what they are are original scripts um or, or well actually they're not well, the script is original, but they might be based off of maybe a book or or something else. But um, but what they so what these things are is there's not really a narrator. Maybe there's a narrator saying the date or something silly like that, just because yeah. But otherwise, there's only people speaking dialogue to each other and lots of sound effects. So <laughs> which. In, okay, so you can kind of just imagine what that is, right? Like it, just a radio teleplay of what that is. But of course, if you if the series is highly visual or action based, kind of like Alien is, it it, it gets really silly because they're like 
they have to describe what they're watching rather than letting the suspense, you know, kind of, or the viewer mm-hmm. see it. So it'd be like, I don't know, like you, there's just so many funny things. Like, oh no, there's that alien is has a really long head and is has like describing it physically but trying to make it organic or like even diagenic where again the sound effects if there's an action scene taking place like oh no that marine is getting torn apart by that alien oh no he's getting stabbed by with a tail like what are you gonna like you can't describe this and as it's taking place in real time but sometimes they try to or they'll just play like five seconds of like random sound effects like whoosh, 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 oh, oh, like stuff like that and we're supposed to oh I, I, I guess an alien killed a guy I don't but like it is it is it like sometimes it's, it is quite ridiculous and it's just like oh no that alien's eating that guy and then he's gonna eat me oh my god <laughs> and so well when you made that when you made that sound effect just now I did think that you were getting eaten by an oh alien, well so. then I guess it's more effective than I mm-hmm. give it credit for uh, or maybe I should do the voice acting, but uh, anyway, it's it's uh, it's entertaining. It's pretty silly um, overall, uh, but I yeah, it's like I said, I've done a few of those. They uh, actually, I kind of discovered. I guess um, William Gibson had done an original treatment for Alien Three, the script that they did an option for the actual movie. I don't know if you guys ever heard about that, um, but they actually it's kind of vaguely familiar. Yeah, yeah, I think maybe I'd heard about it, but anyway, I think. They they ended up converting that into a tele uh, one of these teleplay things, which I don't think was very good. But um, interesting because it it looks like that the content contained within was used for the Alien Resurrection actually. So that, that's kind of I think where they pulled a lot of content from. But anyway, that I just kind of wanted to share that with you guys. If you do ever get a chance to like do one of these teleplays on Audible, if you still have one, like like I said, they're free. Um, or I, I don't know if they're all free, but some of them are free, and so it's and they're usually pretty short. Um, the one I recently just listened to it took place leading up to the events of Aliens, so the second movie. Um, so basically, all the stuff that's going on L on LV four two six whatever, like leading up to the colony being, uh, you know, taken over, yeah. which is yeah. you know, so it's kind of interesting. And oh, actually, I almost forgot about it. Guess who? Instead, so sometimes they get actually some pretty good voice talent. Um, and this one has our man Bashir, Alexander Sadiq. Um, oh, really? yeah. Just I don't. It's just funny because I keep stumbling upon like all this other work that he's done, just completely randomly. Um, yeah. And so you hear his voice in the thing. I'm like, wait a minute, I know that voice. Uh, That's cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. And I mean, he's great. I mean, he's he is he's you know he's good. And actually, I I ended up after hearing that, I looked up the other voice actors, and they are. Oh, this one was called River of Pain, I think it was called, uh, which I think was a Alien book. But it also kind of makes me think about just like the Alien franchise, which I love the franchise itself. But I also makes me consider like, well, wait a minute, what what is Alien actually about? It it kind of is just about the aliens, you know what I mean? So when you try to keep creating content for this universe, I mean, how much can you really expand on that? Like, it's not like we're following this core group of characters or storyline. I mean, yeah, we have Ripley, but she's not really in this. And if you want to keep expanding the universe, it's not, you can't keep dragging her along. You know what I mean? Right. So it kind of, it kind of maybe kind of reveals some of the, the thinness maybe of the alien as a, of, you know, just as a f- franchise. I mean, I don't know. That's maybe unfair to say, 
but you know you take any other ip yeah. usually it's centered around like a core group of characters or a, like a certain themes and storylines whereas this one is it really is just about the aliens i mean that's not entirely true because obviously there's the yeah, you know, corporate greed of Waylon Tani and all that stuff too. But anyway, um, I mean, I guess it kind of is similar to, well, not surprisingly, horror movies. So like Jason and Freddy and stuff, where those are the. But with those, like right, like like Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare Before Elm Street is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, those are barely characters. Well, Freddy, I guess, more than Jason, but right. Yeah, no, ex- yeah, exactly. Where you're kind of like, we keep making these movies, but and they try to wrap a story around it, but you're kind of at the end of the day, it's like, well, this is just an entity that kills humans. Yeah. Like, okay, I mean, all right. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's all I got for the chunks. I will pass the Petri dish on to you, Sean. Alrighty. Well, I've gathered um, small offerings from the community, so I'm going to toss those in. Um, I'm not going to go into... I don't have a ton of like um, amazing, original, cool stuff, but since the Oscars just happened, um, I thought, eh, let's we, we at least mention that we watched the Oscars. Or at least Ryan and I did. Chewie, did you end up watching them? No. Okay. Did you read or see or hear or anything about? I mean, yeah, I browsed quickly through the uh, the results on my phone when I woke up this morning. Mm. Um, that, but I mean, I had I, I had seen almost nothing from this year, so I had yeah. very little invested. So no, um, I'll, I'll, I'll sit this convo out. No, I mean, I'm not anything in depth in terms of the actual awards per se, but just the award show was kind of interesting in that it was. The venue was a little different. It was much smaller. But then there was just, like, kind of odd, interesting, sometimes, like, un, un like why did they do it this way? They, they didn't show clips for a lot of the awards and stuff. Um, but the biggest thing was that they the, the last award wasn't picture best picture. Um, they went with, they did best picture, and then they did best actress and best actor. And so, I don't know. It was just like a odd thing they did. Um, I don't know if there's a, that they said why they did that, but I think we were kind of discussing and expecting it to be, or thinking it was because they were expecting Chadwick Boseman to win for Best Actor and to end the show potentially with that. With a tribute, yeah, right. Like a tribute or something, but then he didn't win and went to Anthony Hopkins. And then Anthony Hopkins wasn't even there. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. I read this morning that he was sleeping during the announcement. <laughs> like, yes. Which is fine. So it like, just like, wasn't there, yeah. But yeah. It was just like a hilariously anticlimactic, just like, oh, okay, um, it, it's over now, bye. <laughs> I guess every, everyone go home now. It's, did yeah. we do it? We did it. <laughs> it was, I don't know. It was just really, it was kind of weird and strange. Um, and yeah, kind of like a non-ending. Um, but uh, anyways, regardless of the actual Oscars, though, I, um, as I was going through, I had watched all the Best Picture nominees a couple of weeks ago, but I've been going through and trying to like watch a couple of the few or um, lesser, I don't know, nominated films, but stuff that was still in some of the other odd categories. So I ended up watching a lot of them. Um, and I won't go every, over every single one, but some of the highlights and some of the maybe ones that maybe people aren't aware of or would not normally go watch... Um, one of the ones, one of my favorites was um, Another Round, 
which was nominated for Best Director. It's a Danish film, um, but a delightful film, really fun, just about a bunch of middle-aged guys, teachers, who um, try to take or do this experiment where they try to maintain a blood alcohol level of 0.05% because there's been, there's some like scientist who says that that's when humans are at their best or whatever. Hmm. And it's, it's just a great, it's just a fun, fun film. It, it has a great ending. Definitely recommend it. it has Mads Mikkelsen in it. So who doesn't like Mads Mikkelsen? Um, uh, what else? And then this other film um, called Love and Monsters um, was nominated for a special effect or uh, visual effects. And I'd never heard of it, but uh, it's just this fun, like, teenage adventures, kind of sci-fi teen adventure. I don't want to overhype it because it's nothing, like, spectacular, but it's definitely something if you got a little bit of time and just kind of not sure what to watch, want something light and fun. Love and Monsters is great. It has the kid from um, the Maze Runner movies. Um, mm-hmm. The main guy that I don't even know his name. Something O'Brien, I think. I don't Whatever. Anyways, he's good. He's, uh, he's a good kind of sarcastic leading young adult kind of guy. Um, and uh, it's just about an adventure with crazy special effects and gross monsters and, you know, teenage love and... Blah blah blah, end of world scenario kind of thing. But it's uh, I don't know. It's it went under the radar. It was a shame because I think it deserved more attention than it got. And it's a lot of fun. Um, and it has some of the best dog acting I've seen in a movie. Um, Is it a so CGI like dog? dog? Acting. No, it's all. That's why it's a well, real dog. Practical it's, dog effects. Yeah, exactly. They're not getting no CGI dog for this. This is a real dog. Um, and then last thing I'll mention is this film called well, is Pinocchio. Which was nominated for best costume and best uh, makeup, and it was directed. Or actually, I don't know if he was. I don't think he directed it actually, but uh, Roberto Benigni is in it. He plays Geppetto, and I don't know what I was expecting with them. I was I was not expecting a lot with this, but it ended up being one of the weirdest films uh, of this that came out this year. It just is like this. It has really heavy dark fantasy fairy tale vibes the whole way it's just like magical realism where things are just like it, they just happen and that's just what this world is this is like you know almost like a little bit like pan's labyrinth kind of almost think of like the vibe the aesthetic the feel mm. pan's labyrinth but not horror not quite horror there's definitely some weird dark stuff but not horror um and and but the story of pinocchio um so yeah anyway so those are some you know, people are looking for some less uh, uh, publicized nominees. Those were some good ones to, worth checking out. So. so so, this is a live-action Pinocchio movie yep. starring Roberto Benigni? Uh, he's Geppetto. He's actually not in it as much as you would think as, like, but he is in it a fair he, amount. But it's all the kid. There's a kid. but the And the makeup effects are, are really good. It's like this kid's in a wooden... His face looks like wood, but it's still moving, and he's still acting. Like I had to, I had to look this up just to make sure that I was remembering correctly. But he was in another live action movie called Pinocchio, uh, it, that came out in two thousand two, where he played Pinocchio. 
Oh, that's right. <laughs> do, do you remember that? See, I was confusing. Oh it's like, was that movie that, that long ago? And I was getting really confused because I thought it was like the same movie, but like, oh, maybe it got like an American release and it wasn't that long ago. Okay. So no, well, sense. this movie is Italian. The one that came out last year is an Italian film. But um, I forgot about the one from 20 years ago from 2002. I, I, I think that one was also an Italian film. Probably. Maybe oh, what there's is an Italian mandate that they have to make that movie every... <laughs> that Roberto Bernini has to <laughs> star in a Pinocchio movie every 20 years. Um, That's wild. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, sorry to derail you, but no, this is crazy. I mean, like, he needed to play both main characters at some point. He should make a third one where he plays Pinocchio and Geppetto. Oh, man. <laughs> and the whale. Um... <laughs> Uh, so anyways, yeah, check those out, and that's about it. Oh, I got my first vaccination shot, so I'm halfway there. Cool. Congrats. Almost ready. Okay, great. Cool. Um, well, now that we're all warm and toasty, um, we'll have ample heat for our discussion of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Spoilers ahead for this movie, or for this TV show. Um, go watch it on Disney Plus if you want to hear the rest of our discussion and not be spoiled. Um, but before we get into the discussion, what happens in this thing? What happened in six episode mini series or special series? I don't know what they call it. Series. Um, is this like a limited, what do they call it? Limited. It's a, a mini series. Is it? I guess, yeah. Yeah. I feel like. All right. Yeah, anyways. Uh, Ryan, take yeah. away. Oh, right. Yes. Uh, did we say spoilers? Spoilers, anyway. I don't know. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, we are. Uh, we pick up with our uh, characters. The st- story picks up about six months or so after the events of Endgame. So you know the the, the blip happened, and oh yeah. So I guess spoilers for just the whole MCU because, well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so yeah, so everyone is now restored in in on Earth, and that created a lot of chaos, as we as we know from other things. But um, so the world is kind of picking back together the pieces and trying to figure things out. And and Falcon and Winter Soldier are doing their part, working for the the government, the U.S. government, to stop terrorists and beat up the bad guys and all that kind of good stuff. Um, and so that's what's going on, and just kind of picking up with their lives, what they're doing. This personally, Falcon, Sam, yeah, Sam is, he's being Falcon um, still. He hasn't taken up the Captain America role. In fact, he turns it down and kind of like retires the shield in like a museum or something. But anyway, in his personal life, he's trying to get a loan for his boat, sister's boat. We'll we'll maybe talk about that later, but he's doing personal stuff. And uh, Bucky is working through some therapy stuff about his time as the winter soldier and trying to get over his grief and make amends. So those, those two personal stories kind of carry throughout the rest of the the series, but um, just focusing on kind of the the primary adversarial plot line. Um, We're introduced to the antagonists of the show, which are called the flag smashers. Um, And they're, I don't know, they're just like a group of people who like the world before the blip. Um, in other words, they liked it when there was less people, I guess, is what that means. I guess. Uh, and they're kind of bad guys, and they're doing stuff like robbing banks and 
doing terrorist stuff. And so Sam and Bucky are trying to stop them. Anyway, so da da da, and these Flag Smashers are doing bad stuff, and we keep trying to stop them. And since Sam didn't want the Captain America role, they give it to another dude named Walker. Yeah, John Walker. And he's trying to be Captain America, but he's not a super soldier. He's just a normal dude. Um, And he's also trying to help out and team up with Sam and Bucky, but they don't want to team up because they don't like him for some reason. Um, Anyway, so they're trying to get, trying to stop these flag smashers um, and they keep getting away. And so they're like, okay, we need to get some more information. So they, for some reason, decided to go get Zemo. Zemo's the bad guy from the movie Matt was talking about. No, he was in uh, bad guy of Civil War. Oh yeah, Civil War, sorry. I get those movies confused. Anyway, uh, and so he's he's a bad guy, and there and he was connected with the Hydra and all the the Winter Soldier program and all the Super Soldier serum. So he they figure he's gonna know something, and he kind of does. Anyway, they they use him to get to some scientist guy, and they figure out that there's 20 serums out there, and and so they're like, okay, well we gotta go track those down and I guess destroy those things. Anyway, they fight, they track down the Flag Smashers and they fight them, and and the Flag Smashers kill the new Captain America's best friend, and everyone's real sad about that. Um, and the Captain America kills one of the Flag Smashers, and that's not good, and he gets kind of d- discharged. Uh, meanwhile, the good guys are still trying to stop the Flag Smashers, and they. <laughs> They do so as they're trying to, as the Flag Smashers are trying to terrorist um, some government peoples that were in charge of doing some like post-blip relocation refugee program stuff because they didn't like the way they were handling that. And so the good guys win. We discover that Carter, who I haven't mentioned up to this point, is actually a bad guy. That's not important though. Um... (laughs) And and then John Walker's kind of a good guy at the end because he helps him out with beating the bad guys, I guess. And what else? I think that's... Oh, and then there's like a five-minute monologue from Sam about how the government <laughs> needs to do better. Uh, I don't know. I think that's a pretty much a summary of what happens. I don't... I don't... Um, was there any... I'm trying to think if there's any significant... Oh, and then Zemo so. gets thrown was... back in jail. Oh yeah, uh, but he does a sweet and, dance during one of the movie, one of the shows. Um, and the what are, I forgot what they're called, but at some point, the Wakandan soldiers come and like, hey, we're here too. Yeah, they they show up, but they don't. I don't think they really influence things. They all they do yeah, is put a time no limit sense. on getting Zemo back into prison, and they give Falcon a new jetpack which ultimately doesn't have to have because his original one didn't have to get destroyed it doesn't impact anything so um i left them out intentionally uh so then yeah i guess that's that's pretty much everything yeah um cool all right now that we know what happened in this thing because none of us have watched it so we're going to base our discussion based on ryan's summary thanks ryan i I think (laughs) it was basically it was like i was watching the show (laughs) I could have done more um, sound effects. I think that's what I should I, I made a mistake there. Oh, uh, yeah. Dang it. Okay, well, next time I recap something, I'd like you to do sound effects for me, all right? We'll do. Oh, we should, right, yeah. That'll, so, 
All right, now we have a role for each one of us. That okay, this will be good. This will be good. Actually, that okay. other person should just do sound effects the entire episode. Oh, while the person is doing the recap, like in the I background. Well, that, yeah, that's yeah. what I yeah. that's what I meant. But um, but I think Sean is suggesting for the entire episode. Yeah, I mean for the so oh, like if okay. there's something funny it's... that happens or a bad <laughs> joke, that person has Ooh. to like. You know, wah, wah, yeah. or, you know. I can I, I can get a uh, I can I can hook up a noise maker like a sound effects machine. I could do that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you have? You could be like a morning DJ. Yeah. You could be a morning. Yeah. Zoo. I could. I could. I could very easily do that. I mean, it might be easier to do this in post, but it'll be funner if it's live. Yeah, it'll not. be funner and worse if it's live. Yes. So. <laughs> okay. Great. Well, well, we will, and I'm not kidding. We're gonna try this. So Our hard. audience no. should know we are committed to making the worst product possible. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who's been with us since the beginning of Yamcha yeah, know, know. knows that. And that's they're why like, they're oh, not they with us anymore. They can't get any worse, so I'll stick with them. <laughs> oh, uh, that's where you're wrong, our friends. Don't, uh, don't threaten me with a good time. All right. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, yeah. yeah. What did we think of this uh, TV show? The second Marvel Disney Plus exclusive TV show. Well, you, I'll go first. You asked Ryan. You, you asked us if Ryan left out anything important, and my my initial reaction was to say he kind of glossed over everything important. But <laughs> then I thought about it and went, "Well, so did the show." Um, <laughs> and that's that's ultimately how I feel about it. I I think this up this show needed to be a few episodes longer. I think there's a lot of things that would have been like that were really a big deal that um that needed more weight to it that they didn't treat with the amount of weight that I felt it was deserving um that being said I I still thought it was fun but it I think my biggest criticism of the show is it is exactly what I thought it was going to be um mm-hmm. so there that you know uh, some of those things that needed more time uh, we, we can go into later yeah. but that's overall I mean I I enjoyed it but I wasn't blown away by this um I think it could have been great uh, but it was just good yeah, um, I think we talked about it briefly a couple episodes ago after the third episode. So it's I'm, I'm, it's kind of cool that we did write at that because I do think since th- we had that little brief mini discussion, I do think the show has greatly improved. The second half of the season, I think, is much better than the first half of the season. That being said, I don't necessarily think it turns it into something more than it ever would have been. Um, right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think, unfortunately, that some of the stuff at the end doesn't... There's not really enough payoff because there was not enough setup for a lot of these things. Um, just in terms of, like, character motivations and 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 world building... It, it it didn't feel like there was ever going to be a satisfying ending because I didn't quite know what the setup was. Like, I, I, this is good, but but you're right. I, I don't want to be overcritical. It was a lot of fun, and I still like Bucky and Sam. I thought that dynamic was great. Um, uh, and yeah, it was also just a great, uh, complete, you know, different, um, different side of the Marvel universe since WandaVision and hitting on that kind of more gritty. You're talking about. Captain Mar- or the uh, Winter Soldier film or film, which is one of my favorite films as well, and and tapping, if not completely successfully, but at least somewhat on that kind of same vibe. So, so yeah, I still enjoyed it, but we'll, we'll get into more details from there, right? Um, yeah, I guess 
it kind of, as I said, during the, the kind of the halfway little short review we did, I just felt like this was kind of lower stakes. So like less, they took less risks and therefore less payoff potentially. Um, there is, you know, inklings of the sprinkling of the interesting topics, um, mm-hmm. which are, I think, as Matt was referring to, the more important things. Um, but they didn't give t- them time to breathe or flesh out or, or really have any kind of impact when the show ends. Um, so I think it was kind of a, a letdown of maybe something that could have been and, and ultimately just ended up feeling more closer to like the Fox um, Marvel shows like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and just kind of just kind of, you know, fun and entertaining, but not really not much. I'm, I'm really going to remember, I think, in the long run. Um, but uh, yeah, I liked all the characters. I liked Obviously, you know, Sam and Bucky, those are they're always fun. So, yeah, um, but I, yeah, I want to kind of dive into some a little more deeper to kind of explore these thoughts and feelings I have about the show. Um, well, I want another thing that I think is worth saying, too, and we'll get into more details. I think I do. I, I think I appreciate and give the credit for at least trying to, if not tackle, then at least, you know, politely mention um, some important ideas and themes and topics of conversation in pop in, in culture and society and blah blah blah. Um, essentially, what you were saying, Matt. Um, but I'm just I, I think it's worth giving them credit for even doing that in arguably the biggest popcorn blockbuster actiony franchise where they you could easily not do this and it's the safer way and you know no one's going to fault you for not trying to tackle real world issues in this crazy superhero world. So I'm giving, I, I just think it's worth giving him credit for at least trying and somewhat successfully doing that. Yeah. Th- I mean, that's definitely, I think the elephant in the room. I want to say that you're talking about race. Am I correct? Sure. Yeah. That, that's the big one or a big thing, but other things, there's too. a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. But that, I, I think that's the one that sticks out the most. And that's the one I think that, are, is the biggest hot button issue like in mm-hmm. comment sections and you know Reddit yeah. and all the you know online, um, and it's interesting because th- you know this they th- I think one of my biggest criticisms of, you know I like I said uh, they don't give a lot of the important plot stuff enough time to breathe it, it ultimately ends up making the show feel like okay we just need to we just need to ease the transition of Sam Wilson becoming Captain America. Yeah. Like at, at the end of the day, it kind of had a, uh, well, a Star Wars prequels feeling like this, none of this matters except for Darth Vader needs to happen. Yeah. Right. Like it, it and it's not that bad in my opinion. Um, but it definitely does feel like that is, that was their, their main uh, destination on their roadmap. And yeah. that, that being said, it all feels a little meta. Um, because, you know, when they did it in the comics, a lot of people were angry by that. And why were they angry? Well, the reasons why this sh- show outlines. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, okay, yeah. all right, public, that thing that we did that made a lot of racists angry in the comics, we're doing it in MTU too. So now we're going to stop and explain why. And how are we going to do that? With an entire six-episode series. You know, and, and I wouldn't... And I'm... I like that. I like what they had to say there. Yeah. But I... But because the rest of the show wasn't as, it's still, I, I feel like it's, it, it can have its cake and eat it too. It needs to, 
get the message across, but it also needs to do the business of the plot. And I think that that's where the, yeah. the business of the plot is where it's suffered. Um, cause like, yeah, I think all the interesting things, the stuff about race, the stuff about the world dynamics and politics and borders, all that stuff was really interesting things, but I wanted more out of everything is. Yeah. Is I think problem. that's a good way to put it as I just wanted more out of everything. Um, it just felt like, oh, these are cool ideas, but what are they actually saying? Like, yeah. what's their take? What are they? I, I still don't know what they think about right, this Right, like, stuff. is there like, an the advocacy, or is it, like, you said, Sean, more, like, politely mentioning something? Like, yeah. hey, we're, we're just going to bring this up. We're not going to explore it or have our own statement on it. We're just going to bring it up. I, I mean, I think they tried yeah, to have I, a statement on some things, and I... And, like, I agree with you, Matt. I really; those were the best parts of the show, and I really liked it. But um, it, was, it either wasn't clear. Um, like I, I think there was a lot of messaging that could have been really strong about the Flag Smashers and what their agenda was, and and yeah. why they thought what they thought, and how they thought they were going to achieve their goals, and what their goals were. And they didn't go into any of that, and that was to me the most interesting part because I'm a little going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here, so sorry, but. One of the coolest things I thought, well, I don't know, coolest, but of Thanos' whole bit, like, right, he had an MO, he had a mission, a goal, he knew how he was going to mm-hmm. achieve it, and from a certain point of view, uh, you can kind of understand it. It's obviously wrong and blah, 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 blah. Um, but it was like, yeah, okay, I know what he's trying to do, and he thinks that that is how he's going to make the world better. And to be honest with you, I don't think the Avengers actually defeated his philosophical argument ever i think his means outweighed the benefits of his goal and that was justice enough um and i think here was an opportunity to really take a deep dive into exploring his ideas and flag smashers were maybe the the human you know ideologically humans that agreed with him and found the world was better and did agree with his philosophy and now is the chance for the marvel universe to philosophically defeat that idea right yes yeah. say say hey what if thanos was yeah. right let's talk about that right. for a second and 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 no yeah, I, I, well I, yeah i mean I, i'll just let you build on that if you want because yeah you're 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 you, you get it you get what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. and uh and I, I think that that is a conversation that you know probably most people wouldn't be ready for yeah <laughs> you know that's that is interesting that's a way to take this story and give us something new. Um, but uh, again, I, a lot of the things that would have strengthened that, se- that it's like that thesis statement was never established from the beginning Yeah, is what it is. Like you yeah. write a five paragraph essay, you, you establish your thesis in the beginning, you back it up and then you reiterate at the end. It's like, okay, I got it at the end sort of, but only by thinking about it a lot. And you know, a lot of good work does that, but you know, for something like MCU, I feel like they could have, it, it felt like, all the conflicts that was being established, like the external conflicts at the beginning, felt more like nuisances, particularly the Flag Smashers. Whereas there is really a good opportunity to make them, um, you know, to make us empathize with their cause. Um, and that's one other thing. I have, a, I have a list. My notes for this episode are basically plot points that should have been expanded on. Well, um, I was going to say, there's a, they did a lot of telling and not showing, I think, throughout mm-hmm. this. And I think that... Even the telling wasn't always that, you know, satisfactory. But they kept saying, we have so many people following us. Like the Flagsmasters, yeah. Carly kept saying, there's so many people behind our cause. There's so, But 
But why? I still don't know why right. or what their cause is. What? 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 Are, why are they behind yeah, exactly. you guys? What are you guys doing? Yeah. What are your goals? How are? Well, what's your agenda? What? How are you going to achieve that? Like, we have no idea. I uh, I want to talk about that particularly because it's going to come up, and I think this is the natural place to do it. And now that I've mentioned that, it's no longer natural. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, and like we said, but... is making as worse as worse as possible. <laughs> Um, exactly, to our fans. exactly. We are nothing if not committed to our to <laughs> our goal here. Um, so I watched a video um, on YouTube from uh, a channel called Nando versus Movies. I, I watched a few things from them. Yeah, or him. I think it's a guy, but uh, yeah, he's yeah. pretty good. I like I like his stuff. He's, it's a good channel, and he made a he made a video midway through the series uh, discussing what he thinks is a deleted plot line. And he goes through and he provides his evidence and he cites sources and basically what his his argument was that there was originally supposed to be a much more expanded plotline with the Flag Smashers about a pandemic. Mm. Um, and uh, and if you put the pieces together of what we got, um, you know, her, uh, her the Carly's. It's not. I don't think it was her blood relative. Her blood relative, but they're kind of like grandmother figure. Yeah, the funeral dies. they go to out of nowhere. What does she? What does she die of? I don't. Yeah, that whole thing was like, oh, she's just a person that we liked, and it became right, right. a pivotal scene or something. Well, well, there's a specific disease that they mentioned that she died of. Okay. And, and I can't remember what it is. I keep wanting to say typhoid, but that's not correct. Is it? Was it? Um, I don't know. Um. I'm trying. I've been trying to furiously Malaria. look it up. I don't, I don't sure, whatever it is, whatever it is, tuberculosis. Okay. That was it. Okay. Thank you. It was tuberculosis. So they mention that it's tuberculosis, but um, uh, he goes and breaks down every single time that plotline comes up, and every time tuberculosis is mentioned, it's ADR. It's said by someone off screen, oh, and yeah. so. And there was uh, a lot of murmuring that I wasn't privy to because I wasn't paying attention at the time. But around the beginning of 2020, there was murmuring that they had done a major script rewrite for this story. And they basically, he goes through and he's like, all right, let's look at these scenes where they're talking about them stealing medicines. And let's look at these scenes and talk about where they talk about how these people have been displaced and how the government is treating them. And basically, he makes the case that the original version of the story there was some type of disease happening. And because half the population had vanished and everybody was united as one world, they, everybody was being treated more fairly than ever. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we have the resources, we can produce this vaccine, mm-hmm. we can give it to everybody. But then when everybody came back, all of a sudden, everybody has to go, okay, well, we don't have enough resources. How do we figure out who gets the vaccine and who doesn't? Mm-hmm. And... Um, because the the scripts were being finalized at the end of 2019, when COVID was yeah. starting to rear its ugly head, there's a lot of indication that um, that they went, well, okay, we, we can't do this right now. This is so we got to make it vague. So any mention of that, like, okay, they're stealing supplies. It's just vague supplies. It's medical. Medical. Yeah. It, it's it's medical supplies. Uh, she died of tuberculosis, not whatever this mystery disease. Yeah. He even goes into the details of like different viruses that have been around in the Marvel comics and like, oh, it, it, it's probably this one or this one because uh, when they did this in the comics, this is how people reacted and the Flag Smashers were involved in this plot when this virus was ravaging people or whatever. So he actually did his homework and said like, look, it, and uh, only recently have, has anybody at Marvel spoken up and said like, no, that's not true. But there's a lot of 
I don't know. It's like the the Michael Jackson composing music for Sonic the Hedgehog three thing. It's like deny it all you want, but there's a lot of damning right. evidence huh. here. Well, that's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously stuff like that. It's always like a shame, huh? You know, yeah. and and something you know. So you know, and then then I'm always like, well, I guess they did the best with what they had. I, guess, I don't know, but it, but it's also a shame that if that is true, um, I mean, obviously if they're just getting the early stages of COVID. I understand why they would, but it's also a shame that they they would shy away from that. Um, I, I guess you know what I'm saying that like oh, instead of leaning into that, yeah, it would have been really hard because you know putting this yeah. show together at that time, they don't know how things are gonna pan out. Like yeah. I'm just try, curious to think about now where we are with the pandemic, like how that would have played. And I don't blame them for holding back, yeah, I don't blame but them either, man, but yeah. it would have been. But that's what I'm yeah. saying. Imagine if there was a pandemic kind of thing yeah. in the show. How much more relevant? I mean, I'm not saying automatically it would have been better, but it it feels like it would have been way more like, oh, whoa, wow, yeah. like that would have been more captivating or interesting or something for sure. Well, it's not even just that because that's what we're going through. And yeah, I think yeah. Ryan, I think you said it because they didn't know how it was going to play out. Yeah. But um, but it's not strictly an issue that has been important just recently i mean the the concept of you know uh resource distribution the distribution of wealth you know who gets to be who gets to live a good life and who gets to live impoverished like all those things those are those are major social problems that have been around for a long time and one of the things i really like about the captain america movies having rewatched them all recently is how they deal with concepts of politics u.s politics in particular and and they all and and that's where it's interesting is because like if you look at the last few years like um, those are you know you know international relations distributions of of goods and um, and resources and race relations all major things going on in the country in the last couple of years like it would have been like what a missed opportunity yeah, like that's yeah I I I, f- I feel like if even just that one plot point had been expanded upon. That for me could have put this up with like the yeah. other Captain America movies because it did its job, in my mind, according to what I think a Captain America movie should do. Um, where this one kind of missed the mark because of those reasons, which I have others that I'll get into. But anyway, passing the mic. Yeah. Uh, well, I think, like I said, I think it would have definitely been more interesting. I still would be curious to know how much it would have affected the. Um, uh, the the understanding the motivations of things, um, and then also what we were talking about earlier, like how that all pays off. Because I think one of the things that, as much as I do think the second half is stronger, um, the fourth and the fifth episodes especially, um, that the last episode was fun, but it also felt like it was, uh, wrapped up with Sam's speech. Like Ryan, you mentioned yeah. his five one. That speech was too long but it also was like oh that you (laughs) i don't know it just seemed like so condescending he's like look at like and just put your garbage in a garbage can people i can't stress that (laughs) enough like it's just like what are you telling you're not like (laughs) oh it's complicated oh we didn't think of that or i don't even know was he well see that's the thing i'm not even sure what he's advocating (laughs) if i'm being honest i mean he's telling them to do better which okay, okay good Sure. But, great. Like okay. specifically, what do you? Well, what are we doing? What should we be doing differently? I mean, he does have one good point that like you guys are all sitting in a room with each other, and yeah, you should be sitting I in a room that, with, yeah. with with the people who need help, right? And that's a good point. I yeah. like that. I think that's good. 
But beyond yeah. that, I'm not sure why it was five minutes because I'm not. I there was a there he he twice in the same speech he said something like the question you have to ask yourself. He said that line almost literally twice. It's like what when you're coming up when you're repeating your own little turns of phrases to like as something that's supposed to be an impactful punctuation on a point you're making, but you're doing it twice in the same speech, it's gone on too long. <laughs> I mean, I think I think this speaks to something else that I wanted to get on, and I'll, this is a good time for it. Um, I think this and WandaVision both are lacking a proper denouement at the end of the show. That's true, too. I think, yeah. I think that both of these shows could have used um, either another episode after the climax, um, or just a double-length episode final episode mm-hmm. because it, it really feels like, Oh, well we got to deliver what the, the big Marvel goodness that everybody's expecting. And then, but like this show has stuff to say too. Yeah. <laughs> like say it and say it correctly. Yeah. Like give it, it's time to be said instead of, oh, okay, well we, we, we got five minutes at the end. Have the new Captain America say everything that the show's about. Like, no, give it an episode, give that epi- an episode to see like properly go. Okay. What is going on with the flag smashers now? You know, yeah, what is I, happening and, and how, you know, what is, it, it just, it was a lot of information to take in it right, especially end, where it's like, yeah. No, exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly. Cause I think if Sam's making a strong case that like, oh, we need to stop calling these people terrorists, which I mean, I, I don't know. I think by definition, they're still terrorists, but that doesn't yeah. mean we can't understand why they are terrorists. I don't know. There's probably some more nuanced way of phrasing that, that I think Sam was trying to address. And I think having, like you were saying, Matt, like a another episode where we say, okay, what what was done to address their needs and concerns, um, it, right? You know. And it it's it's difficult when we don't entirely know what those needs and concerns <laughs> yes. are. Yeah. And and, and uh, if we're living in fantasy uh, tinfoil hat world where we did get the pandemic storyline, like it would just take a few lines of dialogue to go, our people are dying, and you're giving this to the one percent you're ignoring yeah. this like mm-hmm. oh these people are dying they are they are down on their luck they are displaced you know they they need things and they're being actively ignored in that version of the story i could i could find myself being mad and yes. like sympathizing with them you know but that didn't happen there was never like even in the scenes that we did get of them establishing their plight i still wasn't entirely sure what their plight was yeah. like and like okay they all right their houses are not nice they're definitely <laughs> This, they're probably these camps are probably a lot suckier compared to the houses that they used to live in. I'm sure of that. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll push that a little bit farther, and then I go, okay, I feel bad for these people. Yeah, somebody needs to somebody needs to do something about that. And then you feel conflicted about um, Sam and Bucky's role in this, and them trying to stop them, and that that's right. that's a, already a, such a better version of this. Yeah, than, and, and and not. I was going to say, not even it doesn't even have to be that that specific pandemic storyline. It could be anything, but it needs to be dire. The stakes needed to right, start and off I, higher. I think one of those was they kind of again they sort of hinted at, but they didn't explore or develop or whatever. But it's just you know the whole thing is to me was just like a refugee situation, which has been yeah. in recent memory and still is a big you know it's a worldwide issue, and th- their motto they kept saying was what was it, it one. One, one world. One world. Which one world, one people. One world, one people. Which yes, I, I mean that's a good phrase, right? I think that's yeah. a good thing yeah. that hopefully you know good-hearted humans 
can understand and 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 get behind not that they all do but um but the idea that like yeah people are in need around the world and i mean i'm being very gigantic paintbrush here with my phrasing but you know you know people who need help and refugees amongst them like maybe especially with the crazy crisis we're faced with with the blip it's like yeah hey i don't know well, yeah, I, that's the thing. I don't know what the situation is or even how they're trying to resolve it, but we know there's displaced people that need help. And some people are unsatisfied with the way that's going down. And and so if we don't know what the problem is, we don't know why it's yeah. being corrected incorrectly. Right. Well, um, I want to give... I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, I mean, I think that kind of builds to the... I think maybe on, on a political world-building plot scale, absolutely, but that also trickles into the character stuff because you have what the show I it just seems like it's insistent on me liking Carly like I should feel like so, I'm not sorry for her but like I feel I should like her because she's a freedom fighter or something but the whole time I'm like I just don't like this character why should I like this yeah. character I don't understand like you're saying Ryan I understand the ideal of one people one world or whatever sure but anything she's doing I she could she i don't nothing she's doing is actually exemplifying that saying or anything yeah, and right. and like she's just going around but, killing people like i don't why am i supposed to like her and treat her like a tragic death when sam comes down with her on yeah, like, wings of an angel like <laughs> people a okay, true so, friendly so angel. people who people who are in uh, <laughs> uh okay anyway um People who are in need and people who are oppressed often feel like they're they're silenced, mm-hmm. like they don't have a they don't have a voice. Yeah. Which is why um, I think Ryan, you mentioned earlier that line about how like why is it all of you at the table? Why aren't the people who actually mm-hmm. need help at the table? Yeah. Um, and I think I, I was just okay. So I re- I recently rewatched Spider Man Homecoming, and that's one of my favorites in the series, and particularly because it's one of the few that I think has a really well written and well. Very well developed villain, which yeah. is um, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Um, but I love that they show Michael Keaton's. It's brilliant at the beginning. The setup is brilliant, yeah. where he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna make all this money by doing this cleanup." They we got an exclusive contract for the city to clean up this wreckage. These Avengers, they're a bunch of clowns. They're causing collateral damage. And then, um, and then the the government shows up and they're like, "Yeah, Tony Stark's keep, people are gonna handle this." And he's like, "Wait, I." I had plans for this money. I had plans for this income. I was It's for my family. So you're telling me you're going to make this whole mess in the city and then you're going to get paid to clean up your own mess. Like, that's... And, and you feel... Yeah, his, he you, becomes he's a mad and, and you feel... You feel mad for him. And then not only that, later you get to see, like, where he lives. He's got a nice family. He's got a very, like, like very TV wife where they just, like, have a... Like, it's like, oh, man, like, I don't want these... I don't want these people's lives to get upended because this guy has been forced into a corner to do bad guy stuff. Right. Yeah. And so, and it, it sucks that that really doesn't even like the, that movie ends with like a, Oh man, the, the girl that he was going to go to homecoming with and her mom have to go move across the country to live with relatives now because he just got arrested. Like cool. Spider-Man to save the day. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there, th- that's, that's never given a happy ending. That's just how it ends. And I feel like this needed, at least a scene where, like, the government's like, all right, refugee camp, 
this is what we're going to do for you. And then we get a scene later, like, oh, yeah, sorry, we can't come through for whatever, whatever reason. Oh, you betrayed our trust. Mm-hmm. We were counting on that. And now this person, grandma's going to die now and whatever. And and that would have been a good way to show us and to make us feel like they are silenced. They don't have a voice. They're up against the wall. Their actions are a result of having no other choice. Or I could see them, yeah, right, I could what... see them doing, like, pulling just, like, the tropey save the cat moment where she's, like rescuing some refugees who are in a bad situation you know being their their savior getting them into a, a safe spot maybe that their flag smashers are controlling or, or, or something like that where you're like oh yeah they're they are sympathetic empathetic they are the good guys in their own right right maybe, maybe they did yeah. have to punch right. some uh u.s operatives or or nato operatives sure. or whatever to achieve that goal but like oh hey we saw they're actually trying to do this good thing and we and we established that early on so then from there on we kind of do care about her i guess yeah yeah show the results of their right. good work show yeah. show the people being appreciative and show them go oh like oh they're also doing terrorist stuff well i'm now i'm right. conflicted because yeah yeah that it, it, it's so many easy ways they could yeah. have strengthened this all of this setup at the beginning and there just wasn't time dedicated to it. Well, and, and, and I think, too, going back to the idea of that there's not enough denouement, because, like, we didn't even, a lot of the good stuff that I liked from the fir- the first couple episodes was, like, them on the Sam's boat. I want to know more about Sam's boat. <laughs> yeah. Like, give us a scene, like, and they had built up a little bit of a relationship with Bucky and Sam's sister and the kids. And, like, I, go give me a whole scene after the action. Of them. You, you don't have to cut out so fast. Like, just give me more of that. Or you have a little bit of the resolution with uh, uh, Bucky and the um, the, the, the therapist? guy's dad. Oh, oh, oh the, the, yeah. Well, there was barely a scene with the therapist. I would have liked an actual scene with the therapist. Yeah. But um, it wasn't even, like, uh, when he admitted to being the mur- murdering the guy's son or whatever... There's a little that was good, but then like you, the bartender that he was talking with, like I don't know, I just felt like you guys could you could expand on these yeah. scenes. Like what what is actually happening with all this stuff? It reminds me of like uh, the Game of Thrones seasons, um, only in the sense that usually the Game of Thrones climax was the episode before the finale of the season. That was like yeah. the big crazy episode, and then the last episode of every season. Was, okay, now what happens? Like, what is the result of, how are these people dealing with this? What is, and they're setting up the next season and stuff, obviously, but the, 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 the fallout from all this stuff happened. That's what I wanted. It's like, show, like, I, I don't know what happens. I guess John Walker has a black suit now. Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, no, there's like that scene where the therapist gets the note. Like, Bucky wanted to get yeah. out of that situation for a long time. That could have been a fake note. Like, I think it's mandated that he show up because if you remember earlier in this season, he gets arrested because he doesn't show up for a therapy session. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that note's not going to cut it. <laughs> yeah, it. It's funny because I don't know if more would like. It's not so much more, but I don't know. I just feel like there was a lot of like unnecessary junk in like episode three that was just garbage. <laughs> like nothing's. They're running around. For no reason, Sean. That's the episode where Zemo dances. So don't you dare yeah, say that's there true. was true. Well, but they cut that. They cut that's even true. the dancing. <laughs> they should have left more of that in. <laughs> I just mean like the uh, the. Well, okay. I guess 
tapping into the whole power broker plot. Did anyone care about no. that or even understand did, what I did was not going know or with... care. And like when it was revealed <laughs> that Carter is whatever is the bag, I'm like, oh, yeah. uh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's like, uh, <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, while having watching like been watching through the MCU while you know this was airing, I watched Winter Soldier and Civil War like while the show was on, like in between episodes of watching this and like seeing how they set that character up. And then now this is happening. I, it doesn't feel, it, it, it doesn't feel thought out at all. I, I, I hope I'm wrong, but it, it feels so disconnected from, from what's happened in the previous Captain America content that we've received. Yeah. It, it's very strange and such a hard left turn. They visit Madripoor. So she's the queen of Madripoor then? I guess. I don't, yeah, I think yeah. so. I'm lo- okay. I'm looking at Wikipedia. It says they travel to Madripoor, a criminal sanctuary city island run by the mysterious power broker. Okay. Okay. So sometime between Captain America: Civil War and now, she is now running an island nation of criminals. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna need to know more about that. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I'm just saying. What does that even like? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, why, just why do I care? Why should I care? Why? Why was it a secret? Why? Like, is it is the power broker a thing? Like, at the end, the French guy's like, "Oh, I'm going to tell all your secret," but, but why would that be? Why does she not like? Does anyone know about the power broker? Is there? Is the Congress going? Oh, that power broker! We got to do something to stop the 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 power broker. It's also such a silly, dumb like. Yeah. I don't know. It's like I, don't, I just don't understand why I should care or even what is happening. So I think I think in Civil War she does something illegal to help Captain America. So that's why she needs to be pardoned in this, right? I guess. Sure. So that, but then in that time she said, "Okay, well I'm a criminal. I guess I'll just be the queen of the criminals." And and now has gone so far off the deep end, like morality wise, that she's like, "Ha ha, I'm." I work for Shield again, or whatever. So now I can sell all the secrets. Like, it just—I need to know. Ex- like, that is such a rapid character change. Yeah. Like, like a personality change. I you, that cannot. You brought it up. You opened Pandora's box. It's their show. You did it. You can't leave it like that. You gotta. You better give me a good explanation of why she is like this now. What that also, meant. It, it's yeah. just. And that was the that was the like post credit scene too, where I was like, mm-hmm. I don't. It felt don't very care. low stakes, like because she's gonna <laughs> yeah, sell right. government information. Like, I mean, yeah, that's bad. That's that is really bad. But it's like sure, inter- when we're talking about like existential threats to the Earth. Yeah, I it's know. Like, uh, we... I don't know. Like Carter can do that. I, I mean, we got bigger fish to fry. That's fine. Like, yeah, we literally had someone snap his fingers and wipe out half of existence. Like, so you selling. The government secrets to who? Aren't you the one running it? So who are you selling it to? I, like, I don't know. It's just like I don't like. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, and, and, and talking know. about low stakes, I, I felt like well, I already mentioned that, but episode four, it, you know, when Captain Fake Captain America uh, loses his buddy, there, nothing lowers the stakes on your show when a character dies and then the bad guys are like, Oh, sorry about that. Um, we were playing too rough. Weren't we? <laughs> it's like on the playground, right? When you're and then someone like falls and skins their knee and everyone right. stops and goes, Ooh, uh, yeah. It's, you know, Oh, sorry. Are you, are you okay? We, like, you need to go get a bandaid, <laughs> which I mean, someone lost their life. I don't mean to diminish that, just diminish that, but it, it is, well, wait, you're the bad guys. That's 
what were you trying to do? And then why did you yeah. run? <laughs> you have the advantage now. <laughs> like, were you guys just playing? See, but if that that makes sense in a universe where the show actually made the Flag Smashers sympathetic. Right. Yeah, because yeah, but that would fit into like, oh, they they're not trying to kill people. They will if they have to, but they recognize, oh, that was an unnecessary death. But like, yeah, because they're never painted that sympathetic in the first place, then yeah, that moment feels right. hollow. They, and they've also weird. killed. They people, blew like, up in, some buildings. They blew up buildings, and they were not like, and and this is not Batman. Like the MCU has done not explicitly ever said, but they've done a pretty decent job of it never being about some um, purity test for their heroes. I mean, there is an ideological sense, kind of, but it's not like Batman where like, oh, Batman never kills. No one, there's no character in the MCU for the most part where anything that explicit has ever come up or that's like, they kill people. I'm sorry. Iron Man has killed people. Captain America has killed people. Everyone, all the Avengers all have. have killed people. All right, just we all know that. All that's just the world that it is, right. and that's that's fine. We're all that as an audience. Like that's just it is. We're like that's not a thing. So all of a sudden now they're making it a thing, and it's like, oh wait, I, we. I mean, they're not making it a thing because it's a character and it's about the emotional connection. I get that, but it, but it, it's like yeah, it's like what you're saying, right? It's just like. Uh, just the way you're reacting to this should not be how the audience... It's almost like, like yeah, we as an audience should be reacting like that. Like, oh, no! Yeah. But if the characters are reacting like, like no, wait, what? Why aren't you guys acting like that? You, you kill people all the time, and people have died. Right. Why are you all of a sudden stopping? Uh, it, it, yeah, it, that, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that that just very much did not. Work. It just rang false that the whole part of the show. I mean, I mean, I, the rest of the episode I did like. Yeah, I was a lot, gonna say though. it led to something like, oh wait, okay, this it, it's a big turn for the John Walker yeah. character. That whole thing, I, that was great. I liked that. It just yeah, yeah. That, and and the lead well, up to it, even for the most part, was I like some of the discussion. Like there was a lot of good talking stuff beforehand and stuff. Again. I, I say good, but it was, it was like, because it was episode four and I didn't know how it was going to end yet. And so all the discussions they were having about these ideologies and what side are you on and your role as a black man in America and as the symbol and blah, 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 blah. I was like, Oh, this is cool stuff. And they're like, Ooh, it's, it's gray, but it's not just about being gray. It's like they're presenting ideas and, and bouncing ideas off. And so at the time I like, Oh, this is good stuff. And then it's still not, again, they never seem to really make any sort of like actual statement by the end of it so maybe is diminished um on retrospect but i remember in episodes four and five that's why i like those episodes a lot because it really felt like ooh, they're kind of getting to the some fun nitty-gritty about like all this cool idea yeah, idea yeah. stuff and those, those i mean those were like the highlights of the show but like you're saying kind of yeah. dis- uh, diminished by the fact that they weren't there really wasn't a, a payoff um yeah and I, I thought about that and i gotta say like it's um, they're cover- they're covering really heavy topics that are real world topics, and if they were able, like one part of me wants to say, like, oh, they don't want to take a stand on either way because that's the safe way to go. Mm-hmm. But then I also am kind of the more op- optimistic part of me. That, I don't know if that's the right word for what I'm about to say, but it's like, well, yeah, these are complicated issues, and if we had the answers, yeah, then in the real world they wouldn't be issues. We yeah. would have solved them. So, like, it's kind of naive for me to expect that a, a Disney comic book show is going to solve it. No, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> when fair. When we can't that's, in the I real th- world. 
So if, if they want to cover realistic topics, then I guess to some degree we need to be okay with the fact that, yeah, it's not, there's no perfect right, I think, answer here. No, I think that's actually a really good point. And I, th- I think that would have been its own, that would have had its own weight to sh- just to explore the complexity of these real world, world situations. But I think because it, no particular point is ever made super, very clear, um, it just kind of presenting these sides as concrete um, forces of opposition or, or whatever, or even defining why things are great right like i think that's one of our major complaints um and and i think that goes towards the well at least for me like more confusion or maybe i just missed some points but like in my summary i i dismissed the one that one character the old um uh black um super soldier guy uh isaiah bradley because his character was a source of a lot of these points we're talking about, I, I think. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. that, w- and I think it was one of the better parts of the show, just in general. But I, he, you know, one of the, his, the I guess his statement, the big thesis statement for him was, "They'll never let a black man become Captain America." And like that's, a, I like that as an idea, as a concept, right? And they do some exploration of that, like you know, Sam doesn't have blue eyes and blonde hair, and I, I think those are some great points, but they don't. It didn't. Can it didn't like I maybe I missed it because I'm like, well, wait, Sam turned it down. I don't think it's so much about like that Captain America gave it to him. It's that the public won't accept. You know, it's like it. His whole thing is, you know, he's he's full of anger because of how you know black people have been treated his entire life, and he's like, oh, you fool! Why do you think anything's better now? Like everything's exactly well, the I, same. And you know that's that's Sam's mission. It's his ideal is to like prove that no things are can so get better I, I, and we can continue right, and to I, make I, things better. But that's anyway. kind of what I was thinking too. Is like okay, maybe it, it, like if they had explored, and again, this might have been me just missing it a little bit, but that the reason he turned it down is because of the of that kind of a internal conversation with himself. Like I, that's I didn't. I mean, I guess that's, that is what it was. I guess I just didn't make. I don't know, have more opportunity to, ex- to have that conversation. Cause to me, it was more, right. you know, Bucky was presenting to Sam in that one scene in episode like two or whatever, three, maybe where they're fighting. And it felt more like, like he's not worthy of the mantle or, or, or following in Steve's footsteps or something like that. I don't know. I maybe I should rewatch the episode, but mm-hmm. well, yeah. And I mean, it's interesting looking at all this because like y- you, Captain America, I think, is more than just, like, his costume and his shield. Obviously, it's just about what he represents in relation to his country. Mm-hmm. I mean, his name is Captain America. And watching the first one and the second one recently, like, the first one, you know, World War II, Greatest Generation, you know, this is what we this is what we think of when we think an American hero. Someone who fights the Nazis. Um, but then you get to Captain America 2, and the world is way more complex. And so much of that movie is him spending him, is spent him trying to figure out where he fits in and what his views are now that politics is way more complicated, right? And um, and that's something that I think could have been, like, flowed into this a lot more, is that, like, okay, what is, what does it mean, it, like, does being American mean the same thing to everybody who's an American, right? Because that's constantly, like, what does it mean mm-hmm. to be American is the thing that is constantly explored. And that is, I think, where the heart of this move this show should lie 
is like, okay, let's let's have that conversation again. What does it mean now? Yeah, that you know yeah. what what are what, and and I think that that is where that needed to come across the finish line. The interactions between Sam and Isaiah Bradley, you know, that is that's that that is what I'm talking about. That's the heart of it. Um, so yeah, obviously more time needed yeah. to be spent on that, and I think that's what they were trying to do. Um, but at the same time, it, it again, there's a cynical part of me that's like, ah, d- like. We can't push this too hard. We already know this is going to make mm-hmm. some people angry, and they say it in the show. There's going to be people mad that I'm Captain America. Yeah. Like he's speaking yeah, straight yeah. to the audience, yeah. you know. And so they do it, but they're like, we, "Look, we can't push this. It, it, there's only so far we can push this and get away with it." And for me, I'm like, "No, push it further." Like, yeah, I, I mean yeah. that that might that might just be my personal taste, but I'm like, "No, push it further. I want yeah. you to explore this more. I want there to be no like." questions about what it is that we're dealing with here because it's an important topic yeah Yeah, i definitely think they i would like to push more i even think that like of all the things that i was maybe not fully satisfied with the the more thematic racial elements i was actually i thought somewhat more satisfied even if it maybe comes across a little um hokey in the way it's resolved and especially as a obviously white guy i i don't have the proper appreciation um or you know experience for that but of of like the isaiah or isaiah bradley kind of like ultimately seeming to kind of accept sam's point of view at the end and it being a hopeful point of view so i i i I was more satisfied with that even though i do wish they went further with it but i think a lot of the other things Maybe things like the super, the, the super soldier serum. That was another thing that I thought they were doing some fun, cool exploration of that ultimately didn't really seem to go anywhere. I was a little more dissatisfied with that, especially with like Zemo's idea of just like, look, you can't have anyone. No, there's can't be any super soldiers. If you want us a good society, we have to get rid of super soldiers. Like that's, and, and this idea that like, yeah, that's, that there's some, <laughs> he makes a good point, right? And there's a, yeah, right, exactly. And, and this, you know, and Carly trying to get these so, and like turning her own and or met people into super soldiers. Like again, um, why do I supposed to like her? She she says she doesn't want power, but is fit, like literally looking for a serum that will make more people, you know, make her powerful. Regardless, like those types of things, I never felt like they fully explored and knew what they were trying to say. Yeah. With, with those kind of more thematic elements. And also kind of side note, I thought was kind of interesting is, you know, they talk about the super serum and like, oh, it, you know, it makes you more of who you are or, um, and, and specifically Sam, like, you know, he's just a guy, but I mean, he's not, he's, Sam is a super soldier. Like, yeah. does anyone? No one has once have, said that. No one else in the world has a Falcon outfit. You are the only yeah, one, I Sam, the same who has a freaking Falcon and that's, outfit. I'm glad you brought that up because that was the whole idea about the conversation of power in the show is something again that yeah. is something that was really like, oh wow, this is really cool. I love that Zemo. He's the villain, but he's against the super soldier serum, right? That's so yeah. I love yeah. that dynamic, and it just felt like such a false argument that like Sam is he's actively dressed in a suit that makes him a super soldier saying <laughs> we can't have serum because super soldiers are better. sam you are literally a super soldier you are bulletproof you can fly you yeah. can shoot missiles you have all this tech got a little, a little robot, robot friend robot, robot, robot friends, friends. Birdie friend. ai i mean essentially a iron man yeah He's he's more yeah. Iron Man than Captain America. He's he's practically more Iron Man, but symbolically Captain America, right. or you know whatever, like character wise. But 
But yeah, I mean, these aren't just like everyday guys. I'm just a normal soldier. Like, no, what do you think? Yeah. You're freaking flying. Man. Yeah, I, I just a little bit of a side note. I, I don't like just the idea of like that. I mean, it's a, it's a trope in science fiction and stuff that like, oh, it's the human augmentation thing is villainous in and of itself. No explanation needed. That's a bad thing. And I don't. I think that's a really dangerous and bad argument. I think it's just a kind of technology. Any kind of technology can be used dangerously, and sh- and therefore should be treated with the maturity of adulthood. And shouldn't it just be a childlike black and white of, oh, that's bad because of some BS reason that the show wants to give us. Like, I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Everyone is shooting missiles and guns at each other and ex- exploding bombs. Like, oh, that's okay. Like. I don't know. Like, yeah. Why? Like making someone stronger doesn't let them. I don't know. It, well, it, also I, another thing, kind of tangentially related to, you is that how 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 powerful can these super soldiers be? But just normal gunshots still kill them. Apparently, yeah. like what's that is like? Okay, I mean, we all like to see people actually fight for TV, but most armies and soldiers just use guns and shoot yeah. each other. So these right. super soldiers right. would be. Just, just as dead as everyone yeah. else. I think, Sean. I think I was talking to you about like, <laughs> you know, we all love our mutants that can shoot lightning and shoot laser beams yeah. out of their eyes. But at the end of the day, every human that can hold a gun is a superhuman mutant because I can kill you <laughs> with insane yeah. efficiency at range. Like, if you can shoot lightning, yeah. hey, that's cool. Right. But guess what? I'm going to kill you faster, probably with a gun than you are with that lightning. Yeah. So cool shield. I'm just going to shoot you. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously they're cool and he blocks with the shield, but like you throwing a shield that you have to be an expert. Yeah. You better got an A plus in geometry and ticket trigonometry to be able to throw that shield. <laughs> I just have to be a guy with the trigger finger and I could do what you could yeah. do more deadly. Yes. <laughs> um, um, more, uh, uh, logistical nitpick. Um, you mentioned the, the Falcon is essentially a super soldier cause he's got a, a Falcon suit. Um, but in, uh, in Winter Soldier, uh, when they're at the, the, uh, the therapy meeting with all the, uh, the vets, hmm. he tells Steve, yeah, I, I flew a bunch, I, I lost my partner. We flew a bunch of missions together. And then later on in the movie, when he reveals his wingsuit, Steve's like, I thought you were a pilot. And he's like, I didn't say I flew planes. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, so that means that your partner who you lost, who you're grieving over also had a Falcon suit. How many Falcon suits are there? Actually, you're, 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 yeah. you're military, so the government should have other Falcon suits. Why aren't they? Why aren't they cranking yeah. out Falcon suits yeah. to? I, I actually had that they, thought. I was thinking about like, should I go look up what his origins of the? Did they ever explain the Falcon suit? Like, did he? He didn't build it himself. Was it government commission? No, was, it was. A, it was. A, it was. A, it, yeah. it was a government. It was a government prototype mm-hmm. project. Yeah. That they built two of them. They gave one to him and one to his partner, uh, okay. and his partner died. They didn't say why they shut it down. Okay. They just showed, you know, because they can't ever use anybody's superhero names. They yes. they like here here are all the here's all the files on this project, and it was called Project Falcon. Uh, yeah. Um. But like, wh- why did that get shut down? Why does that again? Minor yeah. nitpick, but yeah, yeah. The, the MCU has explored plot likes that plots like that before. Iron Man two was all about like, oh hey. 
that technology exists, well, the government should probably have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's surprising that that hasn't come up again. It, but it would have anyway. been awesome, awesome if they brought back uh, uh, Sam Rockwell, Hammer. What's his name from Iron Man 2? Justin, Justin, Justin Hammer. Hammer yeah. for this. Oh, yeah. There needs to be more I Sam Rockwell. Oh, I've been, I've been dying for to see him come back in some capacity because he's a, one of my favorite yeah, actors great. and often overlooked in this, and he... He should be in these movies. Yeah, and these shows, he totally, but totally should. Whatever. Um, I, I, I have a list of plot points that I need that uh, did, needed more expanding on. And you were mentioning um, John Walker. Um, yeah, I'm glad you. Is it, it was uh, to me very heavily implied that he had PTSD. Did mm-hmm. you guys pick up on that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know, and then they they establish in Captain America that like the super soldier serum will not just make you strong; it'll enhance who you are as a person, which is why they needed to get somebody pure of heart, you know. And so, the idea of giving the serum to somebody with PTSD who's like actually seen the real horrors of battle and war and is dealing with it the best he can, like explore that, yeah, <laughs> like like do something with that. That's another really very real issue that is dealt with in American society. Yeah. Like our, our veterans and how they, it, how they are when they it get definitely felt like they how kind we of treat them. Just tried to, they kind of barely half asked that one a little, like they kind of tried to, but mm-hmm. then again, it ultimately didn't go anywhere with, with specifically with the PTSD stuff, because it definitely seemed like they were setting stuff up for it or like trying to say something with it. But, but just in general, you brought up John Walker, which we haven't really discussed. And I definitely think we should discuss. Yeah. Um, I think to me it's odd because John Walker kind of is the inverse of of what Carly was where it seemed like the show wanted me to like her even though I didn't and I didn't understand her and I didn't like understand where she was coming from whether that's because of you know behind the scenes stuff or whatever but it just felt like the show wanted me to like this person and I just did not whereas John Walker it just felt like the show did not want me to like this person but I liked him. I liked him for the most part. And if I didn't like him, I at least understood him. I understood, like, even when the stuff I thought, you know, he was doing bad stuff, I still understood why he was doing it. And, like, it, it I'm not sure where the show wanted me to land on this character. I, I kind of was happy that he kind of got a happy ending a little bit. But I was also like, but should I be happy? I don't, again, I don't know what, yeah, what was I supposed what to have do felt they there? want from me? What was I supposed to have felt? And I don't know, maybe that's a, it's a simple way of like just being force fed what the, sh- but yes, that, I mean, I want as, as creators, I want your point of view. Feed me your point of view. I'll decide if I don't like it or not, but I want to at least know what that is. And, and it just felt like with him, again, it was a little bit ambiguous. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, underdeveloped point. I mean, this whole show is a pile of um of misunderstood opportunities. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean that that's the best well, way to it, put it for me. Yeah, um, I, I, and a lot of those opportunities, yeah. I'm not sure when, like where, because they obviously have a trajectory with some of them, some of the plot points and some of the characters. But I don't like where is that going? Because we got to have a, a few fun scenes with Julia Julia Louis Dreyfus, which was actually a highlight for me. Yeah, oh, that was. I wanted great. to talk about that. I'm like, wait, yeah. okay. They introduced her. That she didn't do anything, but they obviously have plans. Yeah. Where are those plans gonna? Yeah, I did the same. Is there gonna be another season of this? I uh, I read I read that she it was introduced. She's supposed to have been introduced in Black Widow, but that movie got pushed back past this. So they went, ah, oh well. Guess this they're gonna see her in this uh, first. Okay, okay. Okay. 
and uh, there's a strong. I mean, I've read, I've done a lot of. I'm assuming she and she's a vaguely her sounds familiar. The Contessa, she's a person in the comics and stuff, right? Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. I did some research on her, and she is a. Well, I mean, it would make more sense for her to be the power broker because, from what I understand, from what I've read, she is a power broker. She's kind of she's kind of one of she's those a like power broker, not the power broker. she kind of plays both sides. She's worked for Hydra. She's also worked for Shield, but she's usually out for her own special interests. And um, and a lot of people are speculating that she's that this is all leading to um, like a a Dark Avengers. Like that's what the next couple phases uh, are going to okay. be hmm. um, because. Uh, so we have a dark Captain America. Um, they're they're doing a um, a Hulk show, the She Hulk show. Mm. Um, Maybe Wanda. I can see Wanda being okay. Dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Wanda Wanda switches back and forth. If not Wanda, it could be the other witch. Um, and uh, anyway, Incredible Hulk. Let me uh, let me look this up real quick. I need to find the actor's name. Um, oh come on, it auto filled, and then I hit enter, and then it just typed in Incredible. Okay. Um, so, uh, Tim Roth in oh, Incredible that's right. Hulk, yeah, um, Abomination. Plays, he plays he plays the Abomination, and Tim Roth has been confirmed uh, to be in She-Hulk. Oh, okay. So, uh, hey, look, there. Like, well, for Stay one thing, for that's that ridiculous because I, <laughs> I I just rewatched I just rewatched that movie. Um, they took him into custody at the end, so he's presumably still alive, unless he di- died from the gamma radiation, which is what you would think would happen. Um, but uh, also, that movie's terrible. Um, it's much worse than I remember. Uh-huh. Um, Wait, is that the yeah? Sorry, the Edward Norton. Okay, Edward Norton. Yeah. Yes, and um, um, yeah, the... um, Tim. Uh, Tim's in that. My best friend. Tim Blake Nelson, your best friend. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Tim Roth. Oh yeah, and is the abomination. Tim. Uh, Tim Roth is the abomination, and he's confirmed for She Hulk. Okay, there you go. You got a Dark Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, it, it seems like, uh, it, it seems like, uh, and oh, also another rumor I read is that if you recall, um, in Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, part of the plot is that Tony Stark is selling Avengers Tower mm. because they set up the new base. They never say to who, but there are reported set photos or leaks or whatever from the third Spider-Man movie that that building was bought by Norman Osborn. So, I can even see um, um, because Loki's still around, getting his own show. Loki is a Lo- dark Avenger. Yep. Loki's around somehow. Norman Osborn is at one point he was the Iron Patriot, so he could be um, Dark Iron Man. Um, people, this is a lot of fan speculation. I'm putting a lot of stuff together. A lot of things, things that different people are this saying. This is my kind um, of fan. But, good, I like this sort of fandom, right? Not the, the toxic, yeah. not my Captain America right. fandom. Idiots. Yeah, ha- hashtags, demands, uh, hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Um, yeah, all that stuff is bad. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, point is, a lot of people are saying that Contessa is probably going to play a Nick yeah, Fury type character uh, for cool. a, right. an evil, an evil cool. super team, which bad. is kind of conceptually really yeah. corny. Yeah, this is really but corny, I'm also, but I'm... I'm into it. I'm it's, for it. I'm for it. it was. It's about to happen yeah. eventually. I mean, as, if they're going to keep the series going, they're gonna. It, they're gonna have to tap into every possible plot line, and yeah, that's one bad guy super team. I mean, we never got to see Legion of Doom in uh, 
in uh, the Snyderverse or any of that stuff. Like, yeah. give us bad guy super team. We, we have we haven't had that yet. I, we, they that, were they that, were trying to do. Yeah, the most we get is like Civil War, right? Where it's all of our friends fighting. But now, yeah. no, right? But yeah, they were trying to set up uh, Sinister Six for yeah. um, the 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 Andrew Garfield Spider Man universe that never happened. It's like. I guess it's time for a bad guy. Yeah, team, uh, the it? more I think about it, the more odd. Because, yeah. like, think of as as much as I love In Infinity War, it's just, like, one of my favorite films of all time. One thing that I do think is a little lacking is not Thanos, but his little henchmen. Because it's like, oh, these are all mm-hmm. the big bad that they're fighting. It's like, no one cares about yeah. these guys, really. Right? But, like, imagine if it was all these, like, superhero villains that have been set up through multiple um films and mm-hmm. things like oh man those epic showdowns those epic finales and climaxes would be insane that would be uh that would be so much fun uh, yeah strictly streaking like from a fanboy element yeah that would be great um and it would be great for them to kind of pull the rug out of everyone and go haha you thought we the adventures were the focus because they always have yeah. been yeah. right but then if you stop and you think about right now what is the status of the avengers uh, Iron Man's oh, dead. Captain America's that one line from retired. the last episode. I thought he was on the moon. Is that a reference to something? Because I thought that was really like. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Well, they they mentioned that earlier in the series. Oh, somebody okay. somebody asks earlier in Falcon Winter Soldier. I heard he's on the moon. Is that just a rumor? And he says, "No, that that's oh, that's okay, a rumor." Okay. But I guess there's a comic where Captain America's living on a moon base. Okay. <laughs> so it it's oh, either it's either a it's either a joke about that. Or because we know Sam Jackson is hanging out in uh, space with yeah. the um, the green shapeshifters, maybe they are on a secret moon base. I don't, you yeah. know. Captain America's like, no, for real, I'm retired. Just let me live in the spaceship. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. Earth has nothing left for me. I'm going to live on the moon now. I could see that happening. Yeah. Well, that's cool stuff. But then, uh, yeah, I'm behind that. I mean, I, like I said, by the end, I think I was fine. I'm happy with where they left John Walker's character, and it's clearly they're going to be doing more with him yeah. so sure that that works that's fine with me and uh i guess madripoor could be a uh, a significant location as far as dark avengers go i don't know i don't know just trying to put to get put together a lot of puzzle pieces because I, I i guess part of it for me is that i was unsatisfied primarily with how the series resolved or it's lack of resolution. Yeah. I should say. No, that's cool. That's cool that they're yeah. planning. They yeah. do have some kind of. I mean, of course, they're going to have plans, right? Like the, this is MCU we're talking about. Of course, yeah. Plans for plans on plans on plans. But uh, yeah, it's, I'm just kind of yeah. That's what I, why I asked that question is just to see what the trajectory was. Right. It's uh, so. it's kind of interesting because you know, as much as I love the MCU for the most part. And definitely think it's an overwhelming success, pretty much. I, I think that's, you know, even if you don't like it, I don't think you could argue it's not a success. But I do mm-hmm. think it sometimes it runs the risk. And I think maybe this this is a good example of that. Is sometimes you are losing sight of the trees for the forest. Kind of the inverse of that old saying, right? Where mm-hmm. these shows no longer become about the, the stories that they're trying to tell. And it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, this was just that plot for the greater story of what happened. Right, so when we look back on the Winter Soldier, right. all we're going to care about is, oh yeah, that's where they, you know, set up John Walker, and it's like, th- I mean, and maybe it's kind of inevitable, but you know, it's a side effect of the way that this 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 interconnected quilt yeah. of a thing that they're building is, it kind of maybe it's harder and diminishes the power of the individual, you know, the stories for them, the the stories themselves that they're telling, and and it 
and it just being so overshadowed by how how connected it is to everything and what does this mean and what does this mean and well, it's interesting that you bring that up too, because I feel like that's something we talked about heavily with yeah, WandaVision. Yeah. And, but in reverse, mm-hmm. where it's like, like we were craving. Stuff, yeah, that's true. It, right? Yeah. It's, it's weird how our relationship with that constantly changes over the series, mm-hmm. because like, yeah, WandaVision had a lot of stuff, good stuff going on just on its own, but we're sitting here like, hey, you teased X-Men, give us yeah, X-Men. Yeah. Whereas here, it's like, no, don't tease us with anything. You're already doing, you've already bitten off more than you can shoot. Yeah, explore what you're trying um, to do. Just explore more of what you're already supposedly trying to do. Right. And that's the great thing is because, you know, I like rewatching with uh, Winter Soldier recently, that movie is great, partially because it it, it is a status quo changing movie. Mm-hmm. It, after that, S.H.I.E.L.D. has fallen, and that has effects on things that happen after that but ignoring that it on its own is a really interesting story and it covers a lot of interesting topics like that it balances those two things extremely well whereas these most recent wandavision and falcon and the winter soldier do not balance them well but they're on in my opinion opposite sides of the teeter-totter yeah that's actually kind of interesting that is true it it does feel it it also just kind of makes me just like Man, we're just never satisfied. I don't. I don't think we're that well, harsh. I, I, well, I don't know. Sometimes I do, but well, I mean, I, I I get what you're saying. Yeah, it sounds like we're never satisfied, but at the same time, I can point to well, Winter Soldier, but yeah. also a lot of other films in the series where they do get that balance. Yeah, right. yeah. and I do also want to say, just I think I was going to go a little bit into it more, but just like as much as we are, I don't even think we're nitpicking, but but we're examining things that maybe. Most people won't examine this closely. I don't know. Maybe that's giving it too much, us too much credit. Regardless, I don't think that any of us dislike this show by any means. No. no. We all still like, like it. it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it to me, the idea of comparing this to something like Justice League, it's like I, I, our conversations about that were so different because they, our standards are so different. It's completely like this blows Justice League in terms of ideas and character and all that stuff out of the water. But when we're talking about Justice League in its own terms, we have to like, well, you know, um, you, the speed with that scene, he grabbed a hot dog and it was kind of cool, right? And that's like, we make it sound mm-hmm. like we actually love that film. But no, that's, that film was stupid. Well, well Sean, I'm glad but, you brought up oh my Justice God, thank League you. Keep... for part four of our review of Justice <laughs> thank League. You. I, I, I am too. Keep saying bad things about Justice League. <laughs> it's unavoidable, all right? I'm not going to try to dance around it. But you get what I'm saying, right? It's like I think the reason we're yeah. so critical on this, or at least our conversations are so critical, is because it's a different table. It's a different yeah. conversation. Our expectations are if they're not necessarily so high, but they're so like mature. They're so much like... We're talking about race relations and what a Captain America means in a superhero show. It, these are, to me, these are like the cool parts of fandom and the cool parts of like what these things can explore. If it fails at those more high-minded stuff, it's still a pretty good thing. They were still even trying to attempt. It's like, you know, in the Olympics, if you're a figure skater and you try a quadruple blah, 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 twist Sautau and you bite it, that's still more impressive than someone who lands a single twist. And that's what Justice League did. Justice League did a 180 single twist and landed it. I mean, arguably. Oh, great. That's all clap for that. That's good. And maybe Winter Soldier tried a three and a half twist and didn't really stick the landing. But yeah, that took a lot of guts to try that. And that's pretty good. That's, that's good. 
which you know what I mean? Uh, I I think you're still giving justice. Like <laughs> I would say that better. I would say the better comparison is it's a little kid who is um, ice skating for the first time and managed to go around the okay. whole rink without falling down. Well, we still clap for it. Is yeah. all I'm saying. We still oh, yeah, we job. still clap for that kid. Good job. You didn't fall down this time. Yeah. Good. But yes, it's exactly. Um, it's it. Yeah, I. You said it all. I can't. I can't, I can't recap that better. Than that. Uh, I'm just trying to rationalize my constantly bringing up Justice League. Anyway, well, sorry. You know that. You know that I'm going to take all of the negative things you've both said about Justice League since our review and just cut it together into a new yes. review. I, I'm going to call that uh, the Snyder uh, Young Chunks Snyder Cut episode, whatever the Chewy Cut, and um, Chris will disown us. That's it. Yeah, he, he won't. Yeah, he won't. He won't do it. He's not. He's not listening to this. He hasn't yeah. watched this show. So. Uh, well, I have one more tiny little note on a lighter note. Bring um, it. Let's see if you guys have any else. But um, it, it, the final episode, there is a scene where Sam's fighting uh, the French guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, he throw Sam throws the shield at him, and the French guy kicks a chair. Uh and it it, it knocks the shield down and then it cuts to sam and he gives this expression and i i I laughed so hard you you like i'll try to i'll see if we can go find it and give you guys a timestamp because i i rewound it like three times i was laughing so hard like because one it's hilarious that like this shield's defeated by a chair like just the idea of a chair, like the most mundane thing that the ultimate weapon of our hero can be mm-hmm. defeated by a chair. And if you think about it, okay, it, it defeats the it defeats the shield. It <laughs> defeats the shield. And think about all the instances that we've seen that shield tossed around insanely. And this chair mm-hmm. defeats it. No nope, chair. And if and, it's got. That shield has exactly. gone up against Thanos. And if you, and then with that in mind, watch that scene again and look at Sam's face. And it, it, there's a couple of ways I like reading his face because, like I said, I rewound it three times, so I have different, like different interpretations. One of it, which is like <laughs> Sam gives him this face, like ah, I see you've studied the ancient art of the chair, the one weakness <laughs> of the shield. Like it, it, just like what is going through Sam's mind at that moment is so hilarious to put words in his mind of like. Like you son of a like, I don't. It's just so like just. I can't get out of my head like how hilarious that scene is. That this this single chair has brought down our ultimate hero. I don't know. Is oh, uh, speaking of that that uh, that French guy. I don't know if you picked up on this. I wouldn't have if he's I had very watched familiar. Uh, well, he's from. He's I, if from I had Captain watched America. Captain America, he's he's in. Yeah, he's, he's in the Wicked guy Soldier. you fight in the beginning. He's the he's. He's the leader of the pirates who Sam Jackson secretly hired to hijack the shield ship so they could get yeah. the Hydra information, um, which is funny because that means the only purpose he's really ever served in the MCU is to get beat up by a Captain yeah. America. <laughs> no, I, I recognized him. Yeah, that's that's all. That's all. He's, he's just he's just both of his big scenes so far is just a Captain America beating him up. Yeah, that's it. That's his role. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I would not have, I would not have picked that up if I hadn't just watched that movie like a couple days before I watched that episode. So he did look familiar, uh, but I yeah. would not have played that. I just remembered he was, a, he was the friend, and I think he's like an Our MMA talk. fighter or something like that, or in like mm-hmm. real life. I just remember because he was a French guy, and so that's, I was like, oh hey, he's back from Winter Soldier, cool. So 
Bartok or Bark Troc? Something like that. But uh, anyway. Cool. Yeah, that's him. That's that guy. Um, was there any other plot points on your list, Chewie, that you wanted to bring up? Let me see. Race relations, new Captain America, deleted pandemic plot, PTSD, Julia Louis Dreyfus with five question marks. Uh, I yeah, it was too. her. It no, was definitely it. her. <laughs> no, it was. I just wasn't sure what her, like, we talked about how her being in there just was so random and whatever. Anyway, yeah. Um, those question marks were a why was she there set of question marks. Anyway, no, that's everything. That's, yeah. that's everything on my list. Um, I think that's most of my thoughts. I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe I'm no, trying to think. Like, well, I said that I still overall, I think we also liked it. So what's, I don't know, maybe bringing it back to some of the good things just in general. I did think some of the action scenes were most of the action was well done. And some of them actually were a lot of fun. I liked um, the opening of the whole show, but most of the, the Falcon action of him flying and stuff, I thought was pretty good. I yeah. thought it was good action stuff. Um, I liked all the shield. I always liked the shield stuff. I know it doesn't make any sense and I shouldn't like it as much as I do, but it's so <laughs> satisfying anytime yeah. they're fly- throwing that shield around. It's okay. Peter Parker makes a flippant uh, comment about the shield in uh, Civil War about how that thing does yeah. not obey the laws of physics. <laughs> That's true. So it's Explains. fine. It's been addressed. We we can move on. Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I except when when they were they were given room to breathe, I really liked all the character stuff. Yeah, I, I thought agree. it had good writing, and I liked all the just like a lot of the scenes where it's just two people yeah. having a conversation about something. That I feel like those when they gave it room to breathe, those were the highlights of the show for me. I thought they were really interested, interesting. I was able to get into them more emotionally than I usually do with these with these uh, MCU projects. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I just wish there were more of that. Yeah, I agree. I also like the um, the kind of the the jet setting vibe. It's very spy-ish kind of thing. They're mm-hmm. constantly jumping around. A lot of, like, I don't know, maybe it's a little cliche, but, like, Eastern European locations where it's just, like, these kind of, like, cobbled kind of old streets and people showing up in dark corners yeah. and, like, old abandoned warehouses and... I don't know, I like that whole vibe because I, I like the you know, I really like those types of movies and that's again going back to Winter Soldier, I think, that the film did that just awesomely. So I like the whole you know, that I don't know, vibe, I keep saying vibe, but aesthetic, I guess, or or, or kind of spy thrillery feel of things. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah, this this felt more like a Captain America three than the actual Captain America three. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it, yeah. it really feels like it followed up a lot of those visual and tonal themes from the first two movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say it's as good as those two movies, but no, uh, uh, yeah, it definitely. But yeah, it, that's it a good does. Point. It, does. It feels right? like it. Because Captain America three just feels yeah. like Avengers two point five, right? And like you were saying, the whole the yeah, force absolutely. through the trees metaphor that is probably the pinnacle example where that movie almost it just existed. F- for everything besides this own story, or at least for me. Yeah. I, I thought that at the time, but on rewatch, I have different feelings about that. I, I, but I guess that's because when we watched it the first time, all the Avengery stuff is the most exciting yeah. stuff. Uh, that's what they, that's what they marketed yeah. on. That's what we came to see. But after watching it again, more recently, I'm kind of like, okay, I know that stuff's there. Let me actually focus on everything else. Mm-hmm. And the, everything else is pretty, it holds up pretty well, but it's- I don't know. 
I I suggest that yeah, you all go through them again at yeah, some point, I, like I have. I mean, I've definitely occasionally will watch them here, random ones yeah. here or there. But I've definitely, you know, going back from the beginning, I have not done a full full rewatch. I should do that. I have Incredible Hulk and the two Spider Man movies in my Amazon account, so let me know. If oh, okay. Are they not on? <laughs> they're not on. They're not. Oh. No. They just reached an agreement with Sony oh, that they're going right. to get yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the Spider-Man movies on Disney+, Plus, but uh, they weren't so far. They aren't right now, and I don't think Incredible Hulk will ever end up on Disney+. Plus. So really? I have it. It's terrible, and I regret <laughs> buying it, but I have it. <laughs> well, like I say, I revisited it, and now I can at least cement my feelings yeah. on that movie. So should we, uh, uh, we... You know, last time we reviewed a Marvel thing was WandaVision. We said by the next time, we'll have made this whole document with our official oh, rankings, right. and we it's going to have algorithms oh. and stuff and ryan was going to write equations we didn't do that but should we at least for now say like where we rank this roughly yeah that's good well i guess well real quick twofold first one real fast and easy compared to wandavision like it more mm. or less than wandavision and then yeah overall rankings where does it fit i mean is it in the the full canon of mco or like a separate yeah okay. i would consider yeah, full it full canon, canon. okay uh, well, if we're comparing to WandaVision, I think I like WandaVision a little bit more. I think I think that this show could have been great, but it missed the mark in a lot of ways. Um, and I <laughs> I was working on my rankings recently, and I the way I did this is I have three pools. I've got the best ones, the middle ones, and the and the bottom ones. So I've got I've thrown all of the movies into three sections, and I haven't sorted the sections yet. I would put this in the bottom section, but near, like, at the top of it. So somewhere about two-thirds down my ranking is where I would put this this one. Um, yeah, that's my answer. Um, yeah, I think I also like WandaVision more. It's funny because WandaVision overall has much, much more highs, but then there's some much steeper lows, um, whereas this, I think, is... Just in general, more in the middle with a little, with not as steep a lows, but but definitely some like, eh, that doesn't really work, or, or basically everything we talked about. Um, but overall, I think WandaVision still, I think WandaVision also is just so much more out there to me, and I still give it credit for that. Even if maybe the ideas philosophically or, you know, um, politically and all that kind of stuff weren't really that <laughs> as obviously relevant as, the, as the, what they're doing in this. I still think it was mm-hmm. more bold of a show. So, um, that being said, I think I would put this probably like under the original Captain America or the first Avenger for me. I, I, again, this is, I have not gone back and rewatched all of them recently. So it's kind of going off memory. And I remember that was, that's probably pretty similar to your rankings, Chewie. I would probably put it definitely in the lower tier. I like it more than probably Iron Man 2. I like it more than Thor and Thor 2. I like it more than maybe like Ant-Man. I'd probably put it next to maybe Ant-Man. Ant-Man and Captain America the First Adventure. That's funny because uh, both of those movies made it into my top tier. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this one is at the top of my bottom tier. Um, But again... Ranking them all fresh, having it would be in my bottom third, I think. But 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 similarly, not the very bottom of it. Exactly, that's where I put it. That's where I have it. I'm looking at it in my list. (laughs) Okay, all right. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I definitely like Wandavision a whole lot more. Um, It it was more risky, took more risks in terms of the show making. Um, So it and most of those paid off. I think we you know 
tune in for our yeah. episode about WandaVision to see why we didn't like the ending as much. But we, not, you know, that's fine. That Notwithstanding, I still like that a lot more. Again, I appreciate risk-taking uh, and uniqueness overall more so than even something that's solid and boring. Um, not to say that this is boring, but it, it just was a little more middle of the road in terms of um, peak, peaks and yeah. valleys. Yeah. Um, so I guess, uh, and then in terms of where I rank it amongst the full MCU canon, I guess, uh, yeah, so I haven't gone back and re-evaluated everything like you have, Matt, but using your little metric system that you just came up with, I would put it maybe near the bottom of the middle third. Okay. Which is about the same as where we put it. I I, I put it at the top of the bottom third. Oh, you put it at so. the top of the bottom. Uh-huh. Okay, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, that's where it's sitting right now. So it's right on the border between the middle and the bottom thirds. So it sounds like that's where yours is. Maybe just slightly higher. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then. Well, that's that's what we're All right. Um, well, if we didn't talk about something about Falcon and Winter Soldier that you wanted us to, or you have questions or thoughts that you want read on air, live, um, or you just want to hear our thoughts and don't care about reading your email, email on live television. This is live television, right? Uh, send us an email at yumchunks at gmail.com. Um, did, anybody, did anybody check the email I did, this week? Uh, I I'll did, check it. and there was nothing, but double check. Because I missed one, I, I yeah, missed one I, last I, time. So. I double checked right now. Yeah, we're, there's no emails. Nobody loves us this week. <laughs> I'm going to news to you, Chewy. No one loves us any week. Oh. Um, sorry. Okay. I'll have to go deal with my students <laughs> now. All right. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? No. Nope. Um, this has been episode 71, and here we are, and what's up next? What are we What up, is what it? Are well, I, I don't know how you feel, Chewy, but I think we're, we might do a Mortal Kombat episode, yeah. the new Mortal Kombat movie. Um, so possibly stay tuned well, for that. I haven't seen it yet, so if schedule allows okay. is uh, is what I will say. But uh, that's coming up, and then there's more Marvel Loki's goodness rolling out of, the, out of the bakery. Yeah, Loki's in June, and Black Widow in July. And, so there's a lot of Marvel. Uh, yeah, there's all kinds of. Is there any other? Lots just like, of Marvel uh, stuff What other? Is there any other big releases in May? May is normally a huge let's, month. Yeah, let's let's take a look. Um, upcoming movies. Uh, sorry. <laughs> oh, we did this last. We did this last uh, episode let's see. Uh, Cruella Deville comes out in May. Uh, I mean, we've uh, covered a lot of other the Disney live action, so we may as we well. well. Um, Spiral, the reboot of Saw, starring Chris Rock, comes out in May. Right. Peter Rabbit. Too. Um, Quiet Place Two. That would be oh, okay. a good excuse for me to watch a Quiet Place One because I never saw the okay, first yeah, one. Quiet still, Quiet Place Two maybe. Overall, uh, May is at, pretty. Well, I get obviously yeah, because of COVID. There's, but. there's some there's some things to talk about in May, and then June we get a lot of good stuff. A new Conjuring in the Heights comes out. Definitely want to do uh, that yeah. one. A new uh, a new Pixar movie. Yeah. A bunch of stuff. So yeah, we're we're gonna have and a lot F9. of stuff coming up pretty oh, soon. Oh man, F nine <laughs> July. We got Black yeah. Widow. We got Space Jam oh, two. June and July are gonna be big. Um, there's gonna be a lot of stuff in June, July. Like Jungle Peter Cruise. Peter Rabbit two. Oh, yeah, so that Jungle Cruise <laughs> in July. Yeah. 
Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe, Rise of the G.I. Joe Origins. And then Suicide um, Squad in August. Yeah, Listeners just love us gotta... reading off of website release lists. Well, people do people uh, people online do like lists. They just so list things that we are coming could, up. probably just li- list everything. I mean, I don't why, know why we are actually making fun of ourselves. There are literally people with like millions of subscribers of them just opening things. And how is how is what we're doing anyway worse than that? We should do a a pot because uh, it's un- us unpack anyway podcast. And then they just can hear the rappers, huh? Huh? <laughs> ASMR opening <laughs> things. Here's a, a figurine of Bucky. I don't know. What do kids collect nowadays? Uh, they collect <laughs> trauma. <laughs> well, at any rate, let's. Uh, on that note, happy, happy America, America, everyone! And follow us. Follow our posts. <laughs> We're still posting, everyone. (laughs) Good night. Good night, night, all. This has been After the Credits, a Young Chunks podcast.